Welcome to Pass the Bullshit with Crystal Tosh and Amy Hartman, two badass business rebels serving up one steaming pile of bullshit a week so you don't fall face first into it. Amy, what is the last book that you listened to on Audible? The last book, I just listened to it on the car when she returned. Ooh, that's not self-help, right? No. It's like a novel. It was a novel. Okay. Funny story. I was listening to another book in the car driving around here in Western Kentucky, and I've almost finished it. It's seven hours worth of listening to this book. So I've been in my car a lot, but I was thinking the other day, the only thing I listen to in the car is self-help books. And if I order them online, I read them like the first few chapters and I set them down, but I am like a scholar on Google or not Google, Amazon audible. I know. They gave me the little scholar thing and tell me that like, I've listened to so many hours of books. That's amazing. I know. I do love to listen to books and I'm, I'm like an avid reader, but I just don't have a lot of time for reading. And like you, I'll just put a book down, but I do listen, but we had, a, we were on a road trip. So we were four days in the car last week, my husband and I, and the kids and my kids are older. So it's okay that we listen to like, you know, thrillers and murder. Inappropriate books. And- <laughs> I just, just I need to preface that like we were there were two of two of five in the car and they were both they're both older human beings they weren't little so <laughs> we were listening to when she returned which is a like a mystery kind of book and yeah it was so good but we listened to it like over the four days and it was really good but I don't usually listen to that kind of book so that was a special treat for me we do listen to a lot of podcasts See my, okay. So my husband, my new Rav, like whenever, if I've been listening to an audible book and gotten out of the car and then I get back into it, it automatically starts playing my audible book, whenever I connect it. And so anytime my husband's going with me, it just immediately starts in this book, you know, and he just looks at me with this look. He's like, how do you listen to this stuff? And I'm like, I love listening to books in the car. He's like only music. I mean, we've done across the country road trips and I want to listen to podcasts and like be using that time as self-development and he wants to rock out. So we, we disagree there. He likes to read like on his phone, you know, like reading blogs and stuff, Mm -hmm. but Oh my gosh. It's just the face he makes every time because I forget to turn off the audible autoplay. And then it's like, in whatever voice it is, you know, and right now I'll be honest, I'm listening to a book that people are probably gonna be like, what is that? But it's existential kink and it's not what you think it is. It's not a sex book, but it's about shadow work and, you know, like unconscious work. So when it pops up, existential kink and my husband's in the car, his face was really interesting. He's like, what the <laughs> hell are you listening to? I'm like, it's not that kind of kink. <laughs> and then he was like, darn. <laughs> yeah. He was like, oh, darn. I thought you were like listening to something racy in here. Oh, Oh, so I'm addicted to Amazon audible. I've even been known to like buy extra credits because I can't wait the next month to get my (laughs) Yes, me too. Oh my gosh. Me too. I know. So good. And I'm not, I love to read, but I just don't have enough time. And I feel like I can use my time wisely. If I'm in the car, if I'm doing something then I can be using that time because I always feel like time in the car is wasted. People ask you could if you could, like, if you were going to hire somebody for whatever, like, what would it be a chef or something? Every single time it's a driver, because if I could hire a driver to drive mm-hmm. me places, I could be doing more things in the car. Otherwise <laughs> I'm my time with all this driving. So that's why I listen to books. 
<laughs> right. I, I totally agree. And I live in like rural America, so you have to drive forever to go anywhere. So there's lots of time in the car, which also means I'm getting lots of pings in my messenger. Yeah. And that's one thing I don't love to read is all these pings in my messenger either, which brings <laughs> us to the topic of today, which is these dang cold DMs. I personally love the ones that they're all working with the same person. So a few months ago, it was being invited to a virtual dinner party. Were you ever invited to the virtual dinner party? Yes. Virtual dinner parties. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like, who are you? I started Googling it and I found out who's teaching that. Like, I'm like, you guys all have to stop because I'm getting these every day to come to your virtual dinner party. Yeah. No, I don't want to go to your virtual dinner. Nobody wants to go to your virtual <laughs> dinner party nobody just <laughs> that might have been a good idea like before it became copy paste and there's hundreds of people using it well and that's really it like you know the thing about cold dms is that they're not necessarily a terrible thing the problem is when people are just going straight into your dms and selling you and you know for years we heard the whole like it's equated to you know date me for a while don't ask me to marry you right away which is kind of an old cliche way of talking about sales but it's true is like if you have you don't even know me you haven't paid attention to a single thing that i've done you don't know anything that i stand for and you're in here selling me on something that you don't even know if it's right for me Right. Well, and you know, they start out with these, like, what are you focusing on in your business? What are you most excited about? You're not actually trying to get to know me. Like that is so played out. And, you know, I think what's important about this podcast is that there is a way to quote cold DM. So starting conversations with people that you don't actually really know that well, that maybe have been on your you know, social media profiles for a while. And there's a way to do it right and let that organically grow into like a real relationship. And then there's the copy paste sales tactics that's being taught all over the interweb. That's like, buy my strategy. This is why it doesn't work. (laughs) Just because you start with what are you working on or what is your, you know, what's your struggle or what's your whatever that is not authentic connection. That is your stupid conversation starter that you picked out of your list of conversation starters and it's played out and it is not authentic. And honestly, if you're coming into my DMS in the middle of the day, I don't have time to talk to you about my business struggles. I don't even know you. I don't know you. And And how do you know I'm struggling? Right. What do you, (laughs) maybe you're struggling because you're sending me DMS in the middle of the day. I just can't with this stuff. I mean, I I have so many examples here. This one started out with like, oh, it's so awesome to have another professional. I checked your profile and it looks like you're doing quite well for yourself. When did you start out with your business? And so that's total bullshit. She didn't, he or she did not check squat. (laughs) No, they didn't. And, And I know they didn't because then I didn't respond. And then they came in and said, I know you're busy, but I would love to connect and learn. I know you're busy, but I know you're, but I'm important, but I'm more important than your busyness. I'm more important than your business. I pay attention to me. It's like a five-year-old. I know. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I'm busy, but pay attention to me. Look at me, look at me. So then this time I did play along and I was like, yeah, I'm most excited about my podcast. (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) 
And that's all I said because they asked what I was most excited about in my business these days. And then comes the long sales pitch that starts with, that's great. Sounds like you're spending your time productively. Let me tell you about my exact strategy and how I can help you make money. And I know that if like making 10,000 a month without overwhelm, you know, seems impossible. Okay. You know, nothing about me. You know zero about me because if you had spent any time learning anything about me, you would know how much I hate exact strategies that the amount that you're telling me that seems so impossible, I'm not your ideal client. This I'm not, I am not your ideal client at all. You haven't spent enough time looking into my profile. You don't know me well because your entire pitch is completely off for who I am. And, and so like, it's so bad. It's just so bad. And of course, you know, I don't, I don't ever want to hurt someone or offend someone. So my response is just like, no, thank you. Yeah. That's it. That's all I can say to you because I don't know what else to tell you other than, Hey, go listen to my podcast and learn about marketing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Maybe you should listen to this podcast episode. Well, you know, the other one being an agency owner that we get a lot is like, Oh, we can be your appointment setters and fill up your calendar with sales calls. That sounds awful. No, thank you. I do not want to sit on sales calls all day. (laughs) Right? No, thanks. I don't want that. Or another one of my personal favorites is I'm working on a contest or I'm, I'm about to win my trip to, you know, the Bahamas, Bermuda, Jamaica, wherever, wherever, wherever your direct sales company is taking you. I'm, I'm one cell away from that. Could you buy my lipstick? What does it have to do with me? <laughs> right. It sounds like this is a one-way street and I'm getting run over by a bus. <laughs> do I get to go on the trip? Trip, right. <laughs> I don't even know you. I don't care if you go on the trip or you don't. Exactly. <laughs> like I've never met you before. And you haven't given me any reason to care about your trip. Like, is this the last trip of your life? Like right. what's the reason? <laughs> I mean, that is a horrible thing for me to say, but like, seriously, you have to connect to people. You have to get to know them. You know, another one conversation that I actually engaged, I engage in a lot of these conversations. Let me be really honest. If you DM me and I'm on a, and I'm having a, a good day, I am actually right. going to engage in this conversation and laugh. Right. <laughs> Because Amy's always about market research and figuring out things we can talk about on the podcast. So she'll (laughs) engage in these conversations where Crystal deletes them. (laughs) Yeah, no, I will. If it's a good, like if I'm having a good day and I've got a little bit of time, I will. Now, if if I'm engaging in this conversation and then you like disappear for hours and then come back or days and come back, I probably, I might not have time anymore to play your game. But I will, I'll play the game. I'll play along. It's fun. But, you know, I did have one recently where the conversation was going on. It actually started pretty decently going back and forth, back and forth. And then they get to the question, what are you, how much are you making in your business? And what are you currently struggling with? All of that came as one question. (laughs) Well, I, I I don't know you, like we've been talking for 20 minutes. I'm not going to tell you my current, you know, level of income. I don't share that information to you or I don't hear making that information. And also I'm not sure I'm, I'm not struggling. That's not what I need. And so Mm -hmm. that's the other thing too. Again, we're going back to, you got to know who you're talking to. Right. Well, and to be honest, what you want is people to show up in your DMS and ask to work with you you know, attraction-based type of stuff instead of this cold outreach. 
or if there's a way to do cold outreach and I'll be honest, I've done it before of like watching for a while, you know, new people on my social media and being genuinely intrigued by their work or something and starting an actual conversation that I know, you know, one of us could come back to later if we had an offer, you know, it works both ways. Like they're also a professional. So just getting to know them more and building a relationship. And some people that I'm really interested in, like legitimately just you want to hop on a call and like get to know each other. I don't do that as much anymore. I'm further along in my business, but there's definitely a way to do cold DMs and build more relationships with people. Cause that is the name of the game with social media is like, true relationships, but you know, it takes me months to really understand someone's vibe after watching them online. So when you add new people, you know, especially on Facebook, they'll start to show up in your feed more because they're newbies on your, you know, on the page. So that's fun. It's also important to realize what content you're putting out. So people can start to catch your vibe and understand if they need to delete you off their Facebook or leave you. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, kind of my point in saying like, when people DM me that I, that's not my, that's not where I'm in my business is that if they're doing that with me, they're doing it with everyone, right? They're copying and Mm -hmm. pasting the strategy that either they've come up with or their coaches come up with. And you're answering these questions and then they're pasting back the next part. And (laughs) I love that. They're not even reading what you write. They just do their, Oh, okay. I'm supposed to paste this next part. (laughs) Yeah. And so the thing is, is though you're not even paying attention to who you're sending this shit to. Like you're not paying attention. So, and then when someone answers you, like when the person who said, what is your income and whatever, my response to that was, you know, I I don't know you well enough to be having this conversation with you. And I'm not really comfortable sharing that information. And then I said, if you have something you would like to share with me, feel free. You know, in other words, if you want to pitch me, pitch me your thing. If you want to share something with me, share the thing. And And then, you know, the coach didn't train them well enough because the next answer was like, okay, well, as promised, I will share some important information with you at some point. And that was, (laughs) that was already missed the mystery. It's a, it's a mystery. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're not, they're just doing copy paste. So one time I will be honest on LinkedIn, because that's the place that you get a bazillion messages a day. And so I don't go over there a lot, but I did respond to this person because I was actually genuinely interested in what she had was pitching. And I had, you know, Googled and looked into it and I thought, oh, this might be interesting. She never responded back to me (laughs) saying, yes, I want to know more. I'm like, how many of these things do you send a day if your robot or you can't feel through it and know that I actually said, yes, you must get a bazillion no's because I actually never heard from her again, ever. And I said, yes. (laughs) So, you know, so often it's just copy paste or there's like some sort of robot AI type thing going on, especially on LinkedIn, because there's a lot of that where you can have a bot go through your profile and reach out to people and start conversations and blah, 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 blah. But the problem is if you're not paying attention, you're not, you're going to miss the people who you may have actually had some interest. Right. Exactly. The thing about cold DMS, and I think this is where we'll just talk about a little bit of the marketing, like buy my strategy shit is it's a law of statistics. I mean, if you send a thousand, you might get 10 responses, right? So, I mean, it's like back in the old days when I sold cars and guys, this is how old I am. We had to call every person that brought in their car for service 
and try to get them to come in and look at a new car because that's a great approach, right? <laughs> I just did whatever my sales manager said. But they used to all, also hand us all phone books and we sat in little cubicles with the phone like Jordan Belfort with, you know, Wolf of Wall Street and we made calls all day. Oh my God. I mean, if you call enough people, you might get one. Yes, I'll come to the car dealership, but that's not exactly a good use of time and energy. And you have to have really thick skin to get all those no's. Right. And well, and here's the other thing too, if you're sitting there DMing people, cold DMing, and then you're saying, I'll teach you my exact strategy to make 10,000 or 25,000 or whatever the heck thousand it is a month. Right. Well, I can reverse engineer this strategy. You're going to to cold DM people. Right. Yeah. Thanks. I don't need your strategy. I understand how you got to me. It's right, not that hard because this, like I can reverse engineer this exact strategy and I don't like this exact strategy. I don't want to spend my time doing this. There mm-hmm. are better, more authentic ways to connect with people. And not every cold DM that comes into me is bad, which is why I love to answer because I have really interesting conversations with my new friends, you know, people who friend request me. Sometimes if I have time when someone friend requests me and I accept, I'll go and say, Hey, thanks for connecting. You know, and I literally say those words, thanks for connecting. And that's it. Or if somebody, if I've sent a friend request and they send back or they accept, I'll say, thank you. You know, thank you for accepting my friend request, looking forward to connecting. That's Mm -hmm. all I ever say. And typically they'll say, oh yeah, me too, or whatever. But this person recently, I, they (laughs) sent a friend request I accepted. And then we proceeded to have a conversation about, it talked about where we lived and have you read any great books lately? What is the latest book you've read? And like, it just, we just had a conversation. And then this person is a writer and told me that they have a new book coming out. And that's part of the, probably the reason why they started with books. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that was it. They didn't say anything else. And I, of course, because this is how (laughs) This is how authentic marketing works. Normal human interaction. interaction, (laughs) If you understand normal human interaction, this is the thing about DMs. You have to understand normal human conversation and your job in the conversation is to only have your side of the conversation, but you can kind of predict how things go. You kind Mm -hmm. of can predict what you should expect the other person to say. So if I say to you, I've written a book and it's going to be published soon. My next answer might be, oh, really, what's it about? Or my next answer might be, oh, I would love to find out when it gets published. I'd check it out, right? This is normal human interaction that we expect. So that was how the conversation went. So she never had to tell me like, oh, by the way, it's getting published on, you know, September, whatever it was. She had said it's going to be published soon. And then the conversation was like, oh, really, what's it about? This is what it's about. Cool. Let me know when it gets published. I would love to go check it out. She's expecting that the next response is I actually have a place where you can sign up to get a reminder. As soon as it gets published, I'm sending out a, you know, and a notice to everybody to let them know that it's live Here's my place to do that. So guess what I did? Signed I gave up. my name and email address. Cause I'd like right. to be told. Right. Yeah. See cold DM done. Right. And she, she knew she left it open because, you know, if that genre wasn't for you, you wouldn't have wanted more information or whatever too. So it was like a normal conversation. This is why I believe, honestly, 
that some of the best marketers don't have marketing degrees. They have a background in psychology and sociology and some of the social sciences, because understanding human behavior is a key to marketing authentically without overcomplicating it. I think that, you know, traditional marketing courses teaches sales and sales scripts. And, and I've been to conferences all over this country that were about sales. And it, every time you get up to the microphone, it's like, we'll follow this script. And they have you like fill in the blank, right. As you're being coached through it. And the truth is you'll sell more and make more money when you just act like a real human, when you act like a real person, like you can feel people out. If you can feel the resistance, do not pitch them. No, exactly. (laughs) And you don't have to pitch everyone. I loved that conversation. I'll tell you, I, she was a brand new friend. hadn't heard of her before. And we had a lovely conversation and now I look at her post and I'm interested in what she has to say because it was a friendship that's growing now online. And that's really what it's meant to be. So when you get online with someone, if you will just be friends with them, you don't have to be in a rush to go no. and pitch them. They'll see your posts. And if you're doing your posting correctly, mm-hmm. they'll see your posts and be attracted to what you're posting about. And they'll come back and ask you for the thing that they, that you sell, if it interests them, you do not have to pitch someone the minute that you meet them. No, it's, it's like going from, you know, first to third base. Like you can't do that. Don't, you can't skip the second one. And, you know, I've kind of, and you've probably done this too, Amy, I've kind of figured out how long it takes me to go from meeting someone to them becoming a client. If they're, you know, the right type of client, if they're in the market or whatever, their business is where it needs to be for, you know, rock star services or whatever. And I've had some coaches say that's too long, but you know what? I've never had to hard sell anybody. And anybody that follows this path is like my ideal, perfect, love to work with them type of client because it's the relationship grew naturally. They reached out to me and then it's like, this is what I have to offer. Is it a fit for you? Yes or no. It's not this long drawn out conversation on a sales call. Most of the time I sell in the DMS. Yeah. We have a conversation. I send a link. They sign up. Yes. And if you do need to have a call, it's like a vibe check call. It's a quick call. Mm -hmm. It's something quick and easy just to make sure. But most of the time, because you've been building a true and honest relationship with someone, it's so easy to sell. Like selling is not as hard as we make it out to be. And I read recently a post where people were saying, you're not selling because you don't have selling skills. You don't need selling skills. You don't need, you need people skills. You need human being interaction skills, because if you have something valuable to offer, if you're posting consistently in the right ways, using your personal profile and building a personal brand, and you're building connections with other human beings, people who need what you have to offer are going to come to you and ask for what you have. And it will happen over and over and over again. And you never have to do this hard selling thing. When someone approaches me with that, with that cold DM strategy of here's my thing, buy it now. Do you want my thing? Can I tell you about it? It's right. such a turnoff to me that mm-hmm. I will never purchase that. And Are they going to find some people who will? Sure, because there's Mm -hmm. somebody for everybody. But since so few people in the world feel good about that and love to be sold to in that way, it's a difficult marketing and selling strategy to create longevity in a business. 
Well, that's just it. You may make a lot of money some way, somehow for that, like six months when you're pushing so hard and sending so many, because like I said, statistics are statistics. So if you send a thousand, you might talk to 10, you know, you might get a hundred people. Let's just say email marketing. If you send a thousand, you might get a hundred open and you might get 10 that actually click through. So you might get one sale, Mm -hmm. one or two. Okay. Do you really want to run your business like that? over time? Do you really want to work that hard? Cause that's a lot of work. If you're personally sending that type of, you know, in the DM style, I mean, I guess you could write an AI robot and it would do it for you. But m- the point is, would you want to sell with ease and with attraction-based marketing and also have really good fit clients that you enjoy working with? Or do you want to rake people over the coals and convince them to work with you? I will just be honest. I've done it both ways. And the people I've convinced, or even the people that I've said yes to, just because like I've sent so, you know, so many of those messages, because like I've been in business long enough to know I've done that before based on someone's advice. It's never a good fit. It's an awful situation and you want it to end. So don't do it. Like have real conversations with people, get to know real people and be yourself because, you know, we talk about this too, about just selling with ease and it's funny. You can tell when people want you to make an offer or they'll ask you, will you please send me the information on this or whatever? And this whole push to get people, you know, Oh, get their credit card numbers on the phone or on the call or whatever. And it's just, I've never had to do that. I just, yeah, yeah. I'll, as soon as, as soon as I get off here, I'll send you the link. They always sign up. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't think that you have to be this person who has like your handling objection script either. You don't have to handle like there's no objection if they approach you. And if there is an objection, yes, sometimes it's going to be related to the amount of money that they're able to invest at that point, but that they'll still come back to you later. And that's happened to Mm -hmm. me quite a bit is, oh gosh, I really want to do this. And what they usually say to me is, I don't have this, the money to invest right now. Mm-hmm. And I will do what it takes to come up with this because I want to work with you. And yep. so they, anybody will come up with the money that they want to, but I'm also someone who I won't let someone, if they tell me that they're going to be maxing out a credit card, or if they tell me that this is like their last thing, right. or they, you know, they're going to be spending all the money that they have or taking out a loan. I, I don't accept that client either. And that's just part of my brand and part of who I am and who my, my companies are is we just don't do that. So that's another thing too, is sometimes I have to be the one to say, look, this is not the place where you need to invest your money right now. Come and hang out in my free circles, come and hang out with the current, you know, the content that we have come and hang out over here, listen to the podcast or listen to, you know, this other content that I have for you. And then when the time is right, come back and we'll work together. Exactly. And I think that goes back to integrity. Because same thing has happened to me. Oh, well, I, I spent this much on this person and this much and this much, and I can pay you on two different credit cards. And I'm like, uh-uh, no, just take a minute, take a breath. You know, I always try to give them a little bit of free advice, obviously, of like what to do. And you know what always happens? Just like you said, they come back because somebody was finally honest with them and, and you know, served out of integrity and said, you know, just because I can take your money doesn't mean that I need it or want it, or it's the best thing for you. It's sort of like also not selling things that you can't do. Like if I know somebody's not a good fit for my agency now, or if their need 
you know, a lot of people think Facebook ads will fix their problem whenever I know that the organic content is where they need to start, but they don't want to listen. I just say, no, I'm not running your Facebook ads because I know it's not going to solve your problem. So until you address the first thing, you know, and then what happens is they always come back. It's either a month, six weeks, sometimes six months, but I have always had those people come back to me and work with me. They do. If you'll stay connected with them and if you'll send them you know, everything that you're doing that's free or that's low ticket, or if you have something that genuinely can help them at that lower price, that's what Mm -hmm. you want to send them. Because here's the other side of this. And a lot of people tell me that I'm wrong. I have so many people tell me, get out of their wallets, get out of their head. That's not your problem. They are adults. They can make their own decisions. Sure. We can go down that road. We can argue this point all day long, but here's the reality. If someone comes into my world And the same is true for a lot of you who are listening in your coaching world, in your consulting world, whatever it is. If somebody comes in and they tell you, I'm spending the last amount of money that I have, I'm maxing out two credit cards to make this work, whatever it is. Then they come in and start working with you. Their level of anxiety and the the need to create sales, right? Mm -hmm. To create and to gain that income back is going to be heightened. And so when they're working in that level of tension, it's really hard to create sales because mm-hmm. it works against you. So it if does. you can't lean, if you can't sort of lean back and take a deep breath and work into mm-hmm. it. And if you're constantly in like this state of anxiety and you're working hard and you're pushing and pushing and pushing, you're actually going to create less cells by being by the desperation. And I, mm-hmm. I know that's an ugly word, but anxiety kind of creates a desperation and, and in us. And if we're staying up all night, worried about paying our bills, mm-hmm. we're coming from this point of pure desperation and it just doesn't sell. You it doesn't people you. feel it. It's energy. It's like a transfer of energy when you're just like on edge all the time and trying to sell from desperation. And it's not even selling from scarcity, but like if you max out both credit cards you have, and you have bills every month to pay in a mortgage and you're not banking an income, anybody would be freaking out. Exactly. Exactly. And that's not a criticism to the people who that would be their situation. But if I don't live in my own integrity and I take myself away from that and let someone actually, you know, spend that kind of money, no matter how good my systems and processes are, if they're not coming into it ready and willing to do all the steps in the right order, in the way that it's going to take to get them there, if they're Mm -hmm. trying to shortcut the process, if they're trying to act out of desperation, we're not going to get there. No matter how good, whatever it is I'm teaching you, if everything that that I teach or everything that, you know, you might be doing, you have a way to do it. And I'm not saying that people need to have an exact strategy, but you do have a system and a process that you're going to ask people to follow. And if they can't follow it and they can't get results, they're going to be frustrated and disappointed. You are going to be frustrated and disappointed. And you're setting yourself up to be in a defensive mode for Mm -hmm. the entirety of this relationship. Yep, exactly. I I just think it's, it's a problem within the industry. And I think it does go back to integrity. And to me, you know, someone's livelihood of whether or not they can afford to keep their lights on and things like that matters more to me than me making X amount of dollars. Because I know that at the end of the day, if I act out of integrity, then I will, you know, it'll be full circle. And the other thing is, you know, at the end of the day, 
you're leaving a legacy, the way people view you and, and think of you is I don't want to be lumped into the online marketing, you know, that club of people who screw people over. Cause that's what's out there. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of people who just sell whatever's trending at the time. I mean, look at the influencers that drove up cryptocurrency and were selling crypto while they were driving the price up, but they were dumping their own. So, right. I mean, that goes back to the same thing that happened, you know, when we watched Wolf of Wall Street, what were they doing? They would drive up the price of stuff and sell theirs to make money while these poor folk that don't know any better are putting their life savings into it. So, you know, it just, it's what type of person do you want to be? And so at the end of the day, I think that if you can build authentic relationships and and treat people with integrity, it'll pay off in the long run. You might have a little bit of a slower build, which I haven't really had that happen. But the other thing is when you just sell, 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 and the, you know, like hard sell people, you create businesses you don't like, and you create burnout for yourself. So yeah, you're doing things all day, every day that you don't enjoy doing, and there's no way to get off the hamster wheel. And so forever for the life of your business, that's what you're going to do. And so then you get down the road, let's say five, six, seven years down the road, you've been doing cold DMS, you're selling, you're working with people you don't want to work with. It's a, it's a hard sell every single day. It's, it's a constant numbers game. And then your only option is give up and walk away or keep doing it because you haven't built anything in the middle to help you. Right. You really want to do. And then you just give up and walk away or you have to completely reinvent yourself or you're in a place that you don't want to be. And that's mm -hmm. just not a smart way to grow a business. No, I think Amy and I have said this on the podcast. And if we haven't, here we go. You know, there's two ways to build a business. One is creating yourself a liability and one is creating yourself an asset. And if you, your strategy is just a numbers game of more, 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 and not to figure out like attraction-based marketing and, and steady flow, creating a steady flow of, you know, leads. I hate that word, but a steady flow of people who need what you have and that are reaching out organically ready to work with you, then you are creating yourself a job one instead of a business. And two, like the day that you stop cold DMing people is the day that you stop getting leads. Yeah. Exactly. That is 100% true. And so, you know, we're not here to tell you that cold DMing is wrong. We're here to tell you that cold DMing your sales pitch is wrong. And that's a bunch of bullshit. Stop DMing people a sales pitch before you get to know them. You are completely wasting your time. So stop the bullshit. Stop the madness. Take a step back and find an authentic way to build your business, find ways that are systematic and that work for you, but ways that actually bring you a lot of joy. Because when mm -hmm. you do things authentically, it feels good. It feels happy to work with people who want to work with you and who, you know, you can help them. It you're not on the defensive all the time. You're not having to tell yourself every day, like who cares? Because that's another thing <laughs> a lot of these coaches teach is like, who cares if they tell you if they cuss you out or tell you that you're stupid? Because right. that happens so much. I people mm -hmm. who, who send cold DMs and then they're like getting blocked or they're getting cussed out or they're getting told like you're an idiot, don't get in my DMs, you know? And mm -hmm. then you're having to tell it's okay. It's like you're constantly having to tell yourself you're okay. Yeah. Yes, you're having you to repair everything about your mindset constantly. Yes, constantly. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a vicious cycle 
And I think it's one that, you know, is outdated, to be honest. I really think we're past this and people are smart, like let them make their own decisions, give them the opportunity. And I always say this, if you stop worrying about selling and start serving people, the selling becomes easy. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Pass the Bullshit with Crystal Tosh and Amy Hartman. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.